0: It's the tallest building in town.
1: The library. Because
2: it has the most stories. We didn't own a car, so we would go to the library with a shopping cart and
0: fill um, the shopping cart with our books. I was probably about six or seven, and my mom took me to our local library for a story time. I went
3: with my dad every Saturday morning. I remember coming here, like, since we moved here when I was five, and every summer we did the summer reading
4: program.
5: As the years have gone by, you begin to
4: realize how much you know, interesting stuff the library has to offer besides books.
0: When I was growing up, my aunt would always
4: take me to the library. I was in third grade, and then I loved the library, the Carnegie
0: Library.
3: I went to the story times that were at the library. The librarian was my dad.
1: Hey, welcome to the tallest building in town. And this is our second official episode. Hey, Shauna. Officially. Hi. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing excellent. I'm excited about this show. I learned a lot this week. Yeah? What what did you do? So you interviewed some people, I think. I
2: interviewed patrons for the first time, and I felt, you know, a little guilty trying to get people's attention. I felt guilty asking, you know... People to be recorded since a lot of people don't in particularly enjoy it, whether it's on video or audio. But I did it anyway in the spirit of this voyage we're taking together. Yeah, that's great. So, so for today's episode, we uh,
1: you're, you ha- have talked to some people that use the library, and then we also talked to some library students about the topic of library school, and uh, or we talked to people about. Um, going to library school and getting a master's degree in information science.
2: Yeah. you know The reason that I think we thought about this together is because we were recently at the Wisconsin Library Association Conference, and one of the topics there was should a librarian have a master's degree? And it's a topic that we talk about a lot, but it's something that also a lot of people just don't know about. And so we thought it would be interesting to share that with people Um, share with people what are library school students doing? What are they thinking about? And we decided to talk to people who are currently in the program who have just started the program or are nearing the end and we also want to talk about um, together what we think too about that subject.
1: Yeah. So we'll be back in a little while but uh, first, I'm really excited to hear these
2: interviews. me too, okay. <laughs> Your earliest memory of going to the library.
5: you know, I thought about that when you asked me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was in elementary school, I think it was about the um, fifth grade, maybe maybe younger than that, uh, maybe fourth grade. Uh, we went to the library as a as a trip field trip and The library had a a basement with a bunch of chairs and a projector, and we sat down and watched a silent movie. first time I saw a silent movie in my entire life, uh, Charlie Chapman. I I never knew who he was until that day, and I thought when I heard about silent movies um, growing up before I saw the first one, I thought they were boring. Because now we have movies that talk, movies in color. You're here I am watching this black and white silent movie, and, and it was—it had everything in it except for words. Well, <laughs> the words on the screen—you couldn't hear anybody talking. It had everything. In it. it had emotion. It had happiness. It had sadness. It had uh, uh, disappointment. Joy. All the emotions you saw on the screen, and it—it and it, it drew me into the to, to those type of movies, and I, and I started loving them. All the well.
6: I was a little girl and my big sister would take me to the library or we would sit on the couch and she would read
4: to me. Mm. The first time I thought I had a reason to go to the library was I had a hernia operation coming up in a couple of days and I thought I've read the magazines I got at home. Uh, at one time I received 18 magazines a month and I just read, read, read evidently it was later in the month and I had read everything that came in for that month and I thought oh my gosh what am I gonna read and uh, I thought oh I've heard about and I can't even tell you which author it was that somebody told me and I went in and and inquired about it and they had it and so uh, I got my library card And I read the book, and for years I had bought paperbacks, and I thought, boy, this is pretty cool. (laughs) Let's see, how much does that cost me? Nothing. Well, obviously taxes, but we're not going to worry about that.
6: We had um, four guys singing. I can't think of what they're called. The but they did a really nice barbershop, mm. and then they had ice cream for us. So it was just a late afternoon thing, and you know, we all brought our own chairs, and it was really nice.
5: One of the things that um, that drew me back to the library was I happened to run across a section of the library when they ha- they had uh, albums, you know, the real, the large ones and at that time I had a record player and I, I, I got into this group called The Beatles and they had all of their music and I would borrow somebody at the library and take them home and, and take them back and borrow them again and take them home and take them back. It was actually my godfather that told me, he said, you can go to the library and, and check the uh, records out. And I didn't believe him, I thought he was just messing with me so I went up there and found out he was, it was true. So I was able to rent uh, a borrow records and take them home and play them Mm -hmm. all the time. And then I started checking out books and stuff, and of course it escalated from there.
4: I go to the library more now because I'm, you know, I only retired nine years ago. At least once a week I'm in the library, but I wasn't while I was working full time, plus I had to travel while I was working. so. I'm I'm kind of blossoming out like the library did, from a smaller building to a bigger building, and I'm reading more than I read before, and I'm reading a, a broader spectrum of library books.
6: When's the first time you came here? I moved here in '03, and I've been here all the time ever since. <laughs> Would you attend, like, uh, more, like, tech sort of classes if we had them here? Or do you think one-on-one's probably better? Oh, tech would be fine here because I had to go into Madison in order to, to learn about my iPad. Right. So maybe you would do that here.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And I, I started coming to this library, I believe, in 2012. hmm If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And um, it was was actually the one in in Madison I I went to first. Uh, And I noticed that it would get crowded quickly. They didn't have enough computers to use. And the ones they had um, out, they were Internet computers. And sometimes I just want to type up something real quick and then leave. And if I needed a standalone, I had to give them my ID, borrow it, and then if I wanted to print something off, I had to save it on a, on a flash drive, give it to them. It was a whole thing, whole thing. So when I started coming up here, I noticed that I didn't have to jump through all those hurdles. Right. I can go to the stand-alone computer, which had a printer right next to it, mm-hmm. bring my own paper, <laughs> uh, print off what I want, I'm not disturbing anybody, I'm not interrupting anybody, I can come right. and go quickly.
2: What's your favorite thing about the library?
4: Everybody in here will talk to you. And everybody in here recognizes me as a, quote, customer, unquote. Nobody puts their head down and walks away. I've introduced myself, I'm sure, to everybody, that I'm Bo, and my card is well-worn and well-accepted, so uh, I'm very comfortable when I walk in this library. Yay! Is that plain and simple?
2: That's good to hear. What do you think your favorite thing about the library is? Or do do India
6: have a least favorite? (laughs) I don't have a least favorite, but my favorite is the books. That there are just so many available and, um, you know, new, old, mm -hmm.
2: Is that probably the first thing you think of when you think library? Books, yes.
6: Why do you think libraries still exist today or do you think they should exist still? It, it has to even more so because of all the social media and trying to get the children away from their cell phones and Facebook and all of that. But um, we need to read. We need we need the history. We need just so many Parts of the library.
4: Remember, time always marches on. I mean, uh, geez, the next time I come off, uh, come here and touch the door to open it, it may, might say, well, good morning or good, good afternoon, Bo. How are you today? <laughs> time always changes.
2: You introduce yourself, what you do here.
0: All right so my name Tiffany and I am, my name tag officially says library intern. <laughs> Basically I am coming in here and working in the adult services department to get experience so I can hopefully be a good adult services librarian one day.
7: My name is David Clerken. Uh, I'm a first-year student at the UW-Madison High School.
3: My name is Nora Scholl, and I'm a library assistant in the Youth Services Department at Sunbury Public Library. Right now, because the head of Youth Services is on, is on maternity leave, I have the privilege to be doing um, Thursday Night story Time, um, which is really fun. And I just, I get to plan Uh, passive programs um, at the library, literacy walls, the literacy wall, and I get to do um, book displays as well.
7: I had worked at the Central Library in Madison um, right out of high school for a while, just shelving books. And then I worked in the Wisconsin Historical Society Library uh, at the reference desk, helping out there.
0: I actually started working at Middleton as a page one, so just shelving books. And I really liked the job. I applied to, you know, for the promotion, got out at the circulation desk, and in one of my like yearly reviews, I sat down with my supervisor and he's like, Well what do you how do you feel about your work? You know, do you like it? And I'm like, I wanna do this the rest of my life. And then he <laughs> just kinda looked at me for a minute and he's like,
3: You're gonna have to go back to school then. I didn't really know that I wanted to be a librarian growing up, but I I went to a a school five hours north of here called Northland College and I worked at the college library there. I worked there all four years and became a supervisor there and I loved it. Um, That led me to get a job after school um, in a public library where I was um, in the youth services department and I I realized that I loved it. I loved working with kids, I loved children's literature, and I decided to get uh, my master's so I could be a children's librarian. Well,
7: I was completing my undergrad in history and wasn't really sure what to do with that. Um, And I knew I kind of wanted to do something more professional in the library field, so it seemed like getting a master's was a good way to start to get where I wanted to go and work professionally in um, you know, information, or especially libraries. Having a degree seemed like kind of a prerequisite there.
0: Student loan debt is an issue. It is a super big issue. And so I ended up talking to my dad. I'm like, I think this is gonna get me my dream job, but do I want all the debt? And he just kind of blankly said, you better do it. So, in the end, my dad was the one who convinced me to do it, but my co-workers had a hand it in it too.
2: What kind of classes do people take when they're t- doing their master's degree in library information science?
7: Um, well, right now I'm just taking a lot of introductory classes where we're just kind of covering the basics and um, talking about what the field is, etc. Um, and then, depending what you want to do, there's more specialized classes on like archives or building databases or. Technology generally, so um, and we all have to do a practicum at some point for a semester.
3: The basics of li- of library science we did um, cataloging and organization of information, yeah. and then you get sort of branch out into your interests. So if you want to be a college or a university librarian, you'll take different classes than I took. Who wants uh, as somebody who wants to work with kids as a youth services librarian? Uh, you maybe would take different classes if you want to be someone who catalogs books, a technical services librarian, or even a medical librarian. So there's all sorts of different paths you can take.
0: I really enjoy it because of the people. It's easier than I had initially thought it would be. That isn't to say that it's a breeze and you don't need to work, but comparatively my bachelor's degree in literature and criticism was harder than the work I'm doing in my master's.
2: What do you think the toughest part about the program is?
0: Fitting in everything you want to take and learning everything you want to learn in two years. That's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time, (laughs) and it's not a lot of classes either. So it's really a challenge to look at what they offer and say and prioritize basically like and having to look at what skills I have already and what I don't and what would make the most sense to take.
7: A lot of stuff related to technology and especially like privacy issues and digital surveillance um, and just sort of taking that into consideration. And also just more like broader social things. One of my projects we have to do like create a broadband policy for a community. So that's sort of an interesting idea for a librarian
3: after taking sort of like the basics classes, I got to do um, literature classes, young adult literature, multicultural literature. Um, so those are some of my favorite classes because basically we would read a couple books a week um, and sit around and talk about them. God, who doesn't love that? Uh, and then probably the most interesting class I took was um, an outreach course through Madison Public Library's Bubbler Makerspace where we were all, um, all of the students in the class were assigned to different places in the community where they uh, would, would do uh, facilitate programs with the librarians of, at the Bubbler Makerspace. Mine was at uh, Dane County Juvenile Detention Center, so each week we would go in there and do all sorts of different programs. We would do Video game making, you do like collages, work with uh, apps on iPads. It was awesome. And so.
2: well, how would you describe um, what you're doing to someone who has no idea that people who want to work in libraries sometimes get master's degrees?
0: <laughs> on the face of it, I know it looks like we may read all day or just do fun programs, but. Some of the biggest things that I've learned being in the Master's program is learning about the issues facing pop- user populations or like inequality in services or access, and um, a lot of the social issues that are present that librarians really can have like a hand in improving. I was not aware of any of that before I got into the master's program.
7: I think there's a lot of specialized skills, and there's a lot of consideration that goes into it, I think, behind the scenes that people don't realize, and I mean, it's not just, the librarian isn't just the person on the desk, there's the people making the databases they use and the people putting stuff in the catalog and, you know, making those systems talk to each other, and there's just a lot of different stuff involved that I think you need more specialized education for.
3: Um, my experience working in the youth Services Department at the public library I worked at previously is just as valuable as the theory and the coursework that you would, that you do um, in graduate school. I mean, they're both equally valuable. So, so they want they want that um, that theory behind it, like job seekers do. Um, And it it is very valuable, but on the job, learning and trial and error and working with people from the community is extremely valuable, and they sort of go hand in hand.
7: I mean, I guess for the library information school part in particular, it's, um, I think, a really interesting time to be going into the field seems like a lot is sort of in flux right now and there's a lot of questions about like do libraries matter what our library is going to look like you know um it seems clear the idea of like a place where there's books and maybe newspapers and all this you know dusty old crap on shelves is uh definitely on its way out and we're all sort of figuring out what the next step looks like which i think is going to be a lot more um user-oriented but in a way of uh, like being able to create stuff and use it as more of a community space and a space for exploration of different technologies and whatever.
0: I mean for me personally the biggest thing I've gotten out of school is how to work with people that I'm not familiar with based on like their background or race or anything like that. Just learning how to work with people that are different from me and to make sure that they're treated equally and with respect and that even though I may be different from them, I know the right ways to help advocate for them or help them advocate for themselves. Um, that's a big part of it, especially in a field where it is so dominated by white women.
2: Um, maybe what would, what would people be surprised about that you do? Um. I mean, I think
7: the amount of, like, technical experience or instruction we have to do, um, whether it's, like, like I said, teaching people to use a microfilm reader or use our databases, but also just I've had to help people with, you know, their email or just all sorts of issues I guess I never really thought I'd be doing.
3: Librarians are actually, I would say most of them are, like, pretty radical, and by that I mean, like, they... Have really cool interests that they bring to their job. One of the things that I really love is baking, and that you can sort of do programming with the things that you love, so you can really open up, a, for me, I would say you can open up a kid's world by, you know, baking with them in a library.
0: <laughs> we may work around books and stuff all the time, but we don't, it's impossible to know every book that's coming out.
7: You know, you're answering people's questions and it's like kind of like being a detective sometimes like combing through all the newspapers and all these things to just find a little bit of information to pass on to somebody and then um, you know other times you're just helping connect people with the resources they need.
2: You're gonna do a book discussion soon actually on the Go Big Read book. Yes. And do you want to say anything about that?
0: It's going to be happening on Monday, December 4th at 6 p.m. in the community room. What's the book this year? The book this year, right, yes, is Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance. Um, And he talks about where he grew up, where he is now, um, sort of making that transition. Um, A lot of talk about class in America, um, poverty, and a little bit of politics. There are so many different things in the book that people can connect to that I think it's a worthwhile read for anyone because you will find something in there, whether it's, you know, family dynamics, military, you know,
3: education. No matter what type of librarian you are, you are there to be a resource for your community. Um, well, to me, that's like, the question is like, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> yeah, what is the meaning of life? and why do, you do that too. uh I'm just kidding. No,
4: I'm,
3: I'm gonna like drive home and be like, what if I, I should have said this and this and this? Yeah.
2: People really felt like that is something they had to do. Yeah. In order to become a librarian, you definitely need a master's degree.
1: Right. Well, I think I mean all three of them had similar experiences working in libraries before they went to library school. Mm-hmm. And so that gives you the perspective, oh, there's something beyond just shelving and whatever. I need to go and become a professional at this, whatever that means. And you don't know until you actually go to school and, and realize that.
2: Right. And honestly, I was most curious to know what really pushed them to do the program because I know that it is a big step. And yeah. we heard from Tiffany in that financially, it's a big deal. Right. So I was most curious in, in that sense because uh, from my perspective, I really did just want a piece of paper so that I could do a job yeah. that I wanted. I did it so it could because I thought I had to for the job.
1: Right. Well, and you do at this point, right? I mean, that's one of the prerequisites I mean, for a lot of full-time library work.
2: But that's the thing, right? We've got a system right now right. that is set up and that you really should get your master's degree if you want to get the jobs that you maybe want. In the back of my mind, I was having this conversation of thinking, well, what could it be like in the future to make it more accessible and to make it less confusing the way it is now?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think most people don't know what it is to, to, I mean, like people see well, you working in a library and you think, well, here's a public service job that I can do to make a difference in the world. Right. And, yeah. and but then you all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I got I need to go and get a degree, like an advanced degree, a professional degree.
2: You know, the, the big question here for me is, oh, okay, was well, it worth it or not? And, yeah. I I can go both ways, but I usually go the way of yes, I think it was definitely worth it. I got a lot out of it myself. tiffany and and David both talked
1: about um, the some of the things that they learned were completely unexpected. You know, David sort of went more like, hey, I you know, there's a lot of technology stuff that we're talking about that I never would have imagined. Libraries have anything to do with. and then mm-hmm. Tiffany went sort of the other direction and a lot of,
2: Serving diverse groups of people. They can go
1: into a job not knowing those things Mm -hmm. and still learn on the job. Oh, yeah. Um, But those are some things that I think it's important to be somewhat prepared ahead of time. They make you a better librarian in the long run. Absolutely. You know, not coming from that background. Like I did did what they did. My full-time library job right out of my undergrad was as a library director in a small library. So, I mean, I had a lot of things
2: thrown at me all at once. I mean, I was, um, in school and just really itching to be able to do the things that I was learning about, um, because it seemed so important that I have this degree in order to allow me to do these things. And so I was learning a lot and felt very prepared, um, to go into the field and and do the things I wanted to do, but being allowed to do them Hmm. actually was, um, pretty, it felt difficult.
1: Yeah. So what if we, what if we got rid of the master's degree requirement? And we have I mean, like, there's no, there's not even a bachelor's degree in library science.
2: I know. This is Like, what's really the deal? Like, why can't
1: you get that? They used to be. I know. Why did they get, why did they get rid of them all? Was that? People just weren't interested. Like, what's the deal with it? Like, it's not like a teaching degree or like a business degree, but librarianship is too, it's just too specific.
2: The word in our, in our language and in our culture is, is too old. It's old. It's old. And We love it, but we also don't know what that means because it's been around for so long. People don't understand that it's evolved over time into this thing that is so multifaceted that, in fact, we have even branched away from calling it librarian. You know, we'll say, oh, information specialist. People even go as far as to say information scientist. They go all over the place.
1: (laughs) It's a very strange profession. It is. Because it is, like you said, there are a lot of specific things that you do, but there's also a lot of, you know, and now all of a sudden I'm a job counselor. Yeah. You know, or I need mental health services and all of a sudden you, I mean, obviously we're not like counseling people, but you're helping people make those connections in the community.
2: There's a lot of talk in the library world about us being like social workers. Right. um, And us putting on, putting on many hats. We can all of a sudden decide that we want to do a certain program or we want to go in a certain direction. So all of a sudden we are making huge, a huge impact in our community. Right. You know, if we, if we want to. So that was a lot. Yeah. I don't know that we got
1: anything really (laughs) figured out, (laughs) but, uh, it was good to talk about and good to hear people's stories and thoughts on the topic.
2: Yeah. It's really nice to hear actually what's you know, what's changed, what maybe hasn't changed.
1: Yeah, and we can dig further into the idea of the master's degree or not, like at a, in
2: a, at a later date in a different show. Right. Next month, we're going to talk about makerspaces. We don't know if um, everyone in the community knows what they are, um, what they look like, and what they're capable of. We're going
1: to talk to some people who have worked at library makerspaces and people who currently work at them and just what is that like why are libraries doing this new thing and is it a new thing at all we have so much to talk about we have so much to talk about
2: (laughs) we'll see you next time
1: yeah thanks